welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with your host, the business coach, Mac Atram. And today I have the absolute pleasure to be in conversation with none other than Stephen Perchikoff. And Stephen is based in Miami, Florida. Some will say the party city of the world. Go there. To fun. You can also do some great business right there in Miami. So Stephen, welcome to the Business Success Show. Thank you so much, Mac. Thanks for having me. Yes, it is a beautiful, fun city. I don't know if there are par- parties are better in London, I would say, but it's, it's a cool city. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you for jumping on. I really appreciate that. Uh, Stephen, Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial background, because I know you've worked with over 500 companies now and you've helped them to improve uh, what they do from a business point of view in terms of their pipeline, in terms of their sales flow, in terms of closing. Um, But what led you to do that? And by the way, if you're tuning in, don't miss anything. Do listen, this this gentleman, Stephen, has a way of helping you to attract new clients in an innovative way. You may not have seen this before. So listen to everything. That's why my team said, Mac, get Stephen on there because the way he's approaching things, slightly different from the norm. So Stephen, how, how, what's your entrepreneurial background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I worked in, in tech startups for a, a n- number of years before I started my business. And I worked at early stage tech startups where there wasn't much support from marketing. And I was always in sales roles, looking to evangelize new products, new technologies that no one had heard of before. And it's kind of hard to break into a large company selling something that they'd never heard of in a category that didn't exist prior. It's one of the more I didn't know it at the time, but it's probably one of the more difficult type of sales to do. And so how do you get on the phone with a VP of IBM or a CMO at Apple or something like that? Like, how do you get on the phone with them? And so uh, what I got really good at was messaging uh, and using technology and a little bit of automation to help get my message out there, essentially coming out with really personalized outbound campaigns. So. One of the, like, I would do something like, uh, I would make a video uh, showing how this software would help their website, let's say, and I'd make that video and I, you know, it would, and I'd send it and I'd do it just for IBM and I'd send it to the 30 or four stakeholders that I thought were important in IBM and I'd send it to all of them and I'd send it six or seven times and I'd track who was watching the video, how much of it they were watching. I'd watch it spread throughout the organization. And these are things that no one was doing at the time. And I, had a lot of these kind of strategies. And uh, after doing that in a number of different startups, uh, I saw that I had a knack for this. I was always getting more meet- meetings than anyone. I saw I had a knack for this. And then I started doing it for uh, other companies. And the way that I got started essentially is I wrote an email. I wrote this email to, uh, to 10 people in my network. Um, and the email just said, hey, like, 
you know, I'm looking to help people with this thing to get lead, to get leads, opportunities created. Here's a video of some of the work that I've done. So I had a little case study. And uh, yeah, do let me know if you know anybody who could use some help with this. So just sent it to 10 people. Right. In a week or two, I had two clients and those clients were paying me more than my, the salary of the job that I had worked at. So pretty instant, you know, and then it just kind of began to snowball from there. Right. There you go. And then you're in business. When was this? Three years ago? Five years ago? Yeah, four, four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago. So taking the skill set that you had learned or you had developed in some of these startups, now you're just launching your own thing. And you're saying, hey, how can I creatively get new clients? So you, you got very creative. You got two new clients. And I suppose it snowballed from there. Why is it, do you think, that most small business owners struggle to find new paying clients? Why does that happen sometimes? Most small business owners, I think they struggle. The ones that do struggle, likely it has a blend of things like they may they may have some beliefs uh that that are causing them to struggle maybe a limiting belief like it's hard to get clients or i can't get clients or maybe my thing isn't good enough to get clients so there could be on the mindset element of it um and then there's probably there's often a strategic side to it where they're not figuring out a way to carve out a slice of the market for themselves carving out a new category or some special slice just for themselves that's how you differentiates and that's how you can be instead of just being a life coach you become uh someone who helps women uh you know at the who are tired of their corporate career uh transition to a more fulfilling job or something like that right you're still a life coach but you've targeted your skill set into a very specific place and that's what makes the difference in in carving out and you having the slice of the market that doesn't didn't exist before and then just marketing to that market marketing to that market and sticking out it's great 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 point they well made and i suppose you've learned that from many years working in these other companies where like you said here's a new technology here's a new product doesn't exist people don't really know about it doesn't um it's, it's a new uh thing if you like and so you use the same concept in terms of hey how do I position this so that these on these um, executives can see the benefit of it? And I think at one point you said you would um, email IBM, all the executives there, for the, someone to notice something. Was that part of the same thinking? Uh, it's exactly the same thinking, yeah. The way that we emailed IBM, it's exactly the same thinking. I mean, there's a more meta level to it. The more meta level is like your brand. I call it the wheel and the spoke. It's sort of like your wheel is like the larger marketing initiative, like your website, what you're going to be known for, your general positioning, that stuff. Maybe you don't want to change all the time. Maybe in the early stage you will, but that's generally you want to make more solid. And then the spoke is like, if you're doing business development, like outreach um, or content on LinkedIn, let's say, or Facebook, whatever it is, the spoke is sort of like, these mini niche niche campaigns like I, I might do a campaign just for recruiters and life science and do outreach just for them or I might do a campaign just for you know medical tech companies and I'll have a case study just for them messages just for them and I'll make them feel really like I'm reaching out to them personally 
even wow. though I'm using some templates and automation to do it. That's the spoke. The spoke is where you start, uh, you know, that that's not your like meta brand, but that's where you start doing these mini hyper niche campaigns to get people to attract people in. But your larger brand can be more all encompassing. Right, right. Okay, fantastic. Listen, you mentioned LinkedIn, and we have a number of uh, our, our listeners and we, this will go that goes out, you know, so people on LinkedIn are watching this as well. Um, what is one of the best approaches in terms of outreach for LinkedIn? So people um, sitting there thinking, oh, some of my clients may be on LinkedIn and I've tried this method, I've tried this method. Which method works best right now? On LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn. Uh, I still think that like LinkedIn generally has three pillars, the profile and how that looks, how that's your positioning. That's the static pillar. The second pillar is the content that you're sharing. And the third pillar is the outreach that you're doing. The profile is the easiest mm -hmm. to do. You do it once generally, and it's static, but you do want to do it right. So that when you connect with people and message them, they take you seriously. Um, the second portion is the, um, uh, the content piece that the, what works best, just like what works for your audience is stories, right? I call it mythic content. You want to tell stories that puts your ideal client in the role of the hero and yourself as the guide. So those are the kind of universal stories that stir up the imagination and also gives you an opportunity to eliminate objections and right. unhelpful beliefs in the content itself so that when they come to you, they're much more sales ready because you've spoken to them in their language through a story and you've helped remove one of those beliefs and 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 now they're coming to you with less objections essentially. Thank you. Thanks for that. that that's really good. I like those um those three pillars that you mentioned. Fantastic. And um would that same and I suppose every social media platform works differently. But are there some general or universal principles that someone listening to this maybe on YouTube and maybe they use YouTube for, for lead gen or someone listening on Instagram or, or wherever or, or Facebook? Is there some general principles they must have in place if they want to attract more paying clients that way? Um, general principles outside of other. Yeah, I mean, that what I'm describing pretty much works across Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I'm a little less certain with some other social media platforms. The, the differentiator is like the outbound, like LinkedIn allows, LinkedIn has very good filtering. So you can filter very carefully your audience and automate a lot of the connections and messaging. I highly recommend doing that if you can do it well. Facebook is a lot harder. Instagram is a lot harder. It's much harder to filter audiences of your exact target market. So on those, you kind of just go into groups, you manually connect with people, you do Facebook posts, again, in the content, in the content format. And um, yeah, and that's how it works. I, uh, I don't think there's a huge, there are nuances that Facebook is, let's say, more social, friendly, personal, and your market's likely going to be more small business owners, and LinkedIn will probably speak to more corporate clients or folks with, there's small businesses there too, but certain more, I guess, professional services companies, uh, you know, larger companies, they hang out more on LinkedIn. Of course, yeah, definitely, definitely. So in that regard, 
and I've just got to be conscious. We've got people on LinkedIn and Facebook or all these places. And what's I've noticed over the last several years now, people sliding into the DM, as they say, right? And, um, and it, it often turns out to be spam. So, you know, once a week I'm going through and I'm deleting, 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 because it's like, hey, buy my stuff. Hey, buy my stuff. And there, especially, you know, I do that a lot in LinkedIn where there is no, there's no rapport built. I don't even know you. There's no connection. So how does one stand out on, on their particular platform, especially if they are DMing people or getting into people's inbox? How do you stand out so that the person you're really trying to speak to stops and reads or listens or watches in order for them to take the action? How does one stand out? The hyper-specific hyper helps. So so having a campaign that you're doing that's hyper-specific, like targeting women consultants doing half a million to a million dollars a year, and then speaking to the things that are most relevant to them, maybe being overwhelmed, balancing family and work, um, uh, not good enough client, bad clients, things like that. That's what I would speak to to them about. So, And that would allow your messaging to, to stand out because you're micro-niching and speaking very specific to the problems of this micro-niche. And then it's just a format and certain templates that work better than others. In general, uh, I think it's perfectly okay for most people when they're reaching out to try to go for the connection and the phone call pretty quickly. For most prospects, that's the right thing to do if you do it well. Uh, because busy people like high-level stakeholders they have a problem or they don't. They don't need you to like have a long conversation with them on LinkedIn. Most people don't use LinkedIn for that. So right. if you hook them with something and it sparks their interest, you can have that call. So let's say, but you have to do it in a way that's not spammy and you have to do it in a way that's not just a virtual coffee. That's the balance that you want to strike. So messaging someone and being like, you know, like, hey, Frank, uh, you know, hey, Jamie, great to connect and see your experience in the HR consulting space. You see, that's very personalized. Um, I want to reach out because I'm in a similar space too. Um, I've seen that you have three employees uh, and, and checking out your site. It looks like you likely earning somewhere in the range of half a million to, to a million and a half, $2 million plus a year in your business. I often work very closely with businesses in this exact position who are who may be having some challenges with scaling, exhaustion, balancing family and life, and just seeing how, you know, you're we're colleagues. I'd love to connect, learn more about you, and perhaps hop on a call. Would you be open to that? So the ending of that kind of message is very open-ended, friendly. You're not pitching them anything, but the way you just like went into their soul of like exactly who they are and what they do and like pulled out some of these problems in one direct message that's pretty powerful and that will stand out above the noise wow i love that oh i love that that's fantastic another golden nugget i hope you guys are listening remember if you are loving what stephen is saying smash the like button make a comment let us know what you think because he's growth is dropping some some bombs here that you may have not uh, considered up to now. Now, Stephen, you talk earlier on about um, some of the techniques you have 
Uh, part of it uses automation. Uh, so tell us about the autom auto kind of automation you do and where is that relevant or where does that come in or what are the tools for those who are not yeah. using any kind of automation? Yeah, so we talked a little about the face, the link to the profile. We talked about content and what good content looks like. The other piece or the other component of this is, is outreach. And so outreach on LinkedIn, a really good tool that we use is Ulink. It's an invite only tool uh, at this point, but it's I've used 20 different tools. It really is the best one. I will send uh, you in our Zoom chat a link to it in case anybody wants to register, in case you want to share it, and then they'll send you an invite to it. Uh, so that's a really good tool that allows you to send you know, 100 connections a day, 100 messages a day. It's really useful for that. Right. Um, other, the other, yeah, and the other tool is, um, the other tool is uh, uh, Skylead. We like Skylead for sending emails. It's very, very helpful for sending automated email outreach. So you can send the LinkedIn outreach and then automated email outreach to get some leads on the calendar as well. And they, they work pretty well together. Fantastic. So you're using those two things in conjunction you're using yeah. those tools in conjunction with the LinkedIn platform um, to, to um, yeah, to create awareness, to start nurturing and bringing clients through. Is that right? Exactly right. Yes. Fantastic. Well, that's that's uh, that's awesome to know. So when it comes to um, when it comes to those people think, well, you know. It's OK using automation. I don't really understand it. I'm an old fashioned type of person. I just want to say hi, check if they're interested in what we do. I have a virtual coffee. Um, and, and, and some people become a bit lazy in terms of what could really, really work for them. You've tested this many times. You've worked over, with over 500 clients uh, over five years, helping them to really perfect their pipeline. So what's the problem with the old-fashioned old way of thinking of doing things? The old fashioned way is either to personalize every message by hand and that <laughs> works, but it takes too long of a time for a lot of people, especially small business owners. Mm. Uh, the, and then the other way is to um, just kind of use automation poorly, scale over personalization. And so that lends itself to kind of spammy burning bridges. It could also work and you'll get some leads and calls, but it'll burn some bridges. And so that's not great either. So the blend is scalable personalization where that Venn diagram intersects. And that is the place where you want to play. You want to make your messages sound personalized, but not have to write each one by hand and use a little automation to help put some gasoline in the tank. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, for those, the work you do, which helps people to actually uh, create more in their pipeline, generate more leads, Tell us a bit about that. What do you do? Who do you do it for? How does it work? Those who want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, anybody interested can reach out to me at artofsalesacademy.com. There's a, on the upper right-hand corner, there's a, there's a link to book a call. And you could also uh, uh, just email me, steven at artofsalesacademy.com. That also works. All right, Stephen at artofsalesacademy.com or just simply go to www.artofsalesacademy.com. You know, we, I love doing these shows because there are certain 
people would bring on who have a different and another a nuance on the same thing but a different angle and as entrepreneurs i say if we are not constantly learning and adapting we're going to get left behind so what you've brought here is amazing i'm going to come back to you with your final words in a moment there stephen for those who are listening in remember to uh like and follow and subscribe to the business success show so you can get more awesome content like this that can help you to drive your business further forward or open up your mind and become aware of what else is going on outside of what you are doing and in this case today we are talking about lead generation in a very specific and creative way uh, with Stephen Perchikoff. So it is exciting times ahead. So if LinkedIn is not working for you, your social media platform is not working for you, there may be some things you are not doing. And so if you have just jumped into this live just now, remember to watch the whole recording so that you can catch up on what Stephen has said. So Stephen, any closing words, anything you want to say before we start wrapping up today? Yeah. Um, yeah. My only closing words are essentially, I mean, thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for letting me speak to your people. And if you're looking for ways to uh, break in, break in there, like get, get, grow your business because you're having trouble with clients. I mean, it's often one of those things we discuss either mindset strategy or, or messaging or in tactics, essentially like messaging under tactics. So look where the issue may be and uh you know deal with where it is diagnose it deal with where it is and then a lot of the results will open up for you fantastic and so you're listening to Stephen perchikoff and mac atram and today we've been talking about Stephen's speciality which is scalable personalization approach when it comes to lead gen when it comes to pipeline building remember that these two words three words scalable personalized and approach okay it's a process specific process if you want to learn more make sure you head over to um steven's site make sure you check him out www.artofsalesacademy.com you've been listening to mac atram here your business coach if i can help you you know where my link is it's all below you can click on his link as well you can click on mine check us out and let us continue building that business forward Stephen. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you for jumping on and thank you for adding so much value. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. You are most welcome. For everybody else, have a blessed day. Have a good rest of your day until we speak again. Bye for now. Mac and Stephen checking out.